Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, everyone. The episode you're about to hear would not have been possible without the generous support of all of our donors on Indiegogo. This episode is a recording of the first time we ever performed live in front of an audience during the Saltland Theater Festival in Syracuse, New York in May of 2023. At the time, Crystal Osborne, who plays Clara, unfortunately couldn't make the taping. So, we had our very own Emily Elizabeth, who plays Olivia, sub in for the weekend. We think she did an incredible job. We hope you'll enjoy this special episode and keep your eyes out as we hope to run more events like this in the future. Enjoy! Hello, parishioners. Welcome to St. Patrick's for a live podcast recording of Forgive Me. This is a show about Father Ben, a young try-hard priest who's worked as the pastor of St. Pat's for the last couple of years. We'll be following Ben as he listens to confessions from some churchgoers looking for forgiveness, which you probably could have guessed based on the name of the show. First up to chat with Father Ben is Clara Martin. Clara has been a member of St. Patrick's Church her entire life. Named after her grandfather's trusty horse, Clara comes from a long line of passionate handbell ringers. Today, though, Clara comes to Father Ben feeling some guilt over another one of her passions. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been one month since my last confession. What would you like to confess today? Father, it's me, Clara Martin. You know, from the bells. Hi, Clara. Yes, I know it's you. Then why didn't you say anything? Because last time you came to confession, you were very upset when I recognized your voice and you asked me specifically to, and I quote, Respect your anonymity. But that doesn't mean to treat me like some stranger. What would you like to confess today? So cold, as if my family hasn't been the beating heart of this place for generations. Fine. I'm sorry. How about I try again? Sounds good to me. Hello, valued parishioner. What would you like to confess today? See, that sounds even more business-like. How about something like, hello to my anonymous but beloved bell ringer. What undoubtedly important and interesting sins do you have to confess? Clara, what would you like to confess? All right, all right. 
gosh, the service in this place is really going downhill lately. Clara? Fine. It seems I've done it again. Done what again? I used laxatives to take out my competition. Clara, how many times do I need to tell you Aiden isn't your competition? He's 12 years old. Uh, Plus, I don't even want to know what damage all these Biralax dose sports drinks have done to his body. I'm offended, Father. I didn't dose an innocent child with laxatives. I've learned my lesson on that front. Thank heavens. I dosed an innocent dog with laxatives. What? And not even the one I intended. You're saying you accidentally gave a dog laxatives? No, no, no. I accidentally gave the wrong dog laxatives. How is that even possible? Well, I'm sure you're aware, but the Salty Dog Central New York Canine Expo is this weekend. I can't say I was. Priests can be so uncultured. You really need to get outside of these four walls sometime, you know. What happened with the dog show? Well, the Salty Dog is a qualifier for the Eastminster Dog Show, the only qualifier in the region. So, as you can imagine, a real who's who of the dog community can be found there. From Freight Chilton's Regal Beagle Hiram to Gwen Prentice's giant schnauzer pedal. Last year, we even had the distinct honor of hosting the Teddy Barples as one of our panel judges. I have no idea who that is, but I'm sure he's very impressive. I take it you're planning to attend? Attend? Father, I am the chief trainer and guardian for none other than Augustus. You know, the Irish wolfhound? He won the Southern Tier Local Dog Show just last month. Nothing? I'm assuming that's your dog? He sounds like a very good boy. Unbelievable. Yes, he is my dog, but he's so much more than that. He's an icon, a future star. I have raised 11 wolfhounds in my life, and Gus Martin is easily the noblest. So what happened with Gus? Augustus, father. Only his family calls him Gus. What happened with Augustus? Nothing. Like I said, Gus is a perfect specimen and is ready as ever to go win this show. I just, in a moment of weakness, began to doubt our chances. How so? Eileen, my rival in the wolfhound circuit, has a new dog she's showing. I see. Genevieve. That's the dog? Arguably the most elegant gait I have ever seen on a land mammal. Just gliding around like an angel on land. A little prim for my taste, not at all in the workmanlike spirit of the Irish wolfhound. But I just knew the judges would spoon for her. So you gave her laxatives to try and keep her out of the competition? I tried to give her laxatives. What did you do? Well, the Salty Dog tries to pitch itself as a family-friendly event. I mean, that makes sense to me. Father, they force us to host this horrible Meet the Breeds event before the show starts in earnest. 
Sounds cute. A bunch of sticky fingered wild animals prodding and petting our prized babies? Cute isn't the word I'd use for it. <sighs> I'm sure you wouldn't. Still, I saw an opportunity to take care of the competition. With these kids walking around all willy-nilly, all I needed to do was get one of them to help me deliver a gift to Genevieve. You had a child dose, Genevieve? It seemed like the perfect plan. I baked some scrumptious peanut butter dog treats the night before and brought them in. You see, none of the kids could bring in outside food, but trainers could let them give our dogs a treat if they wanted. You'd be an idiot to let them, but still, you could. I see. This young boy came over to me that looked to be the perfect child for the job. Well-groomed, in nice-looking bosh-kosh-my-gosh overalls, he felt like somebody who would take easily to a command. I let him pet my Gus and then gave him a treat and told him, Gus is full, but it looks like that dog over there is hungry if you want to share with her. Wow, Clara. Genius, right? The horrible creature beamed at me and skipped off with the tree right towards Genevieve. Until... What? Until his mom ushered him over to meet her friend, Shannon Thompson. Wait, Bill's daughter? From St. Patrick's? <sighs> yes. Apparently she's a fool for the hunting breeds like myself. Clearly still a bit new to the circuit, her dog's a bit shaggy and excitable, but charming in a 10th place kind of way. So I imagine then that this dog The was... child didn't even hesitate a moment. It's like all my instructions left his head and he happily gave the dog the treat. Is the dog okay? I certainly hope so. I'd only put enough in that he would have one fairly terrible evening and couldn't be risked dragging its behind down the carpet in the convention center tomorrow. Clara, this is really an awful thing you did. Why do you keep weaponizing laxatives? I know, I know. I feel just terrible about it. That boy Aiden was one thing, but an innocent dog. Oh, heavenly father. I grovel at your feet. Oh, Clara, Clara, get back up, please. You'll knock over the confessional. Oh, fine, fine. I do feel guilty. I can hear that, and you should. That said, I'm glad you've come to confession and seen the error of your ways again. Me as well, father. For penance? Anything you say, father. I assume you'd refuse to own up to this? Okay, anything but that. Well then, first off, I want you to compete in this dog show fair and square going forward. Easy enough. I should never have doubted Augustus in the first place. And second, I ask that you reach out to Shannon. As a fellow person raised in St. Patrick's, I think it's the right thing to do. Show her some kindness, given I'm sure she's frustrated at the <clears throat> mysterious circumstances of her dog's illness. Fine. I guess it's the least I can do. And finally... There's more? Say 30 Hail Marys. You never make us do traditional penance. Clara, I just really want to hammer home, you have to stop dosing folks with laxatives. It's bad. Fine. But when I pray to the Virgin Mother, I'm going to mention what a crappy priest you're being. Clara, 
if anyone here is being crappy. I walked right into that. Bye, Father. I'll see you at Mass. And there she goes. Next in the booth, we have Shannon Thompson. She only recently visited the parish on the eve of her mother's funeral with her girlfriend in tow and had a candid conversation about the church with Father Ben. This afternoon, though, she has an entirely different axe to grind. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been 17 years since my last confession. How can I help you today? Father Ben? Is that you over there? Yes. Who's this? It's Shannon. You know, Bill's daughter. Oh my goodness, it's so nice to hear your voice. Your dad didn't say you'd be in town. Well, Jenna and I came up to surprise him for his birthday. That was extremely thoughtful of you two. You know, he really thinks the world of you both. He sure does. But he's not actually why I'm here today, Father. Oh, right, of course. What would you like to confess? Well, I mean, we were mostly in town for Dad's birthday, but Jenna and I also came to enter our Irish wolfhound rooster into the Salty Dog Central New York Canine Expo. He's only a year old, but we thought it'd be cute to see him up there running the course with all those other pups, so we entered him in on a lark. Don't the two of you live in a tiny one-bedroom apartment in Queens? Yeah. (laughs) It's a, a pretty tight squeeze, but... When we saw him on Pet Spotter, we just knew it would be love at first head scritch. We're lucky though, because our landlords let him run around the backyard and we've got a great dog park only six blocks away. Whatever works for the three of you, I suppose. You certainly can't fight love. (laughs) No, you can't. So tell me, what is it about this dog show that would bring you back to St. Pat's? Don't get me wrong, I love having you here, but from our last conversation, I assumed the confessional would be the last place you'd ever want to be again. Well, you're not wrong, but I've got to admit, talking to you last time really helped. And I'm feeling pretty guilty about the way things went down this weekend. I don't know, I figured maybe you could put things into perspective for me again. I'd certainly be happy to try. Well, it all started when we were visiting our friends Emily and Tom. Stedman? The very same. Emily and I graduated high school together, so we always try to meet up when I'm in town, even if it's only for a few hours. They are a great couple. I take it you've met David? David's a house pig. He's kind of our mascot. Everyone loves him. (laughs) We certainly have. And he's part of the reason why I'm here, in fact. Oh? You see, Rooster's a great pup. He knows loads of tricks, and he usually obeys all of our commands. But one thing we can't seem to train him away from is eating whatever's in sight. That can be a difficult problem to have with a pet. I don't have one myself, but Father Clem's obsessed with a colony of feral cats that hang out behind the church. And let's let's just say he isn't always too concerned about whether or not they should be eating what he feeds them. Well... All of a sudden, we're hanging out with Tom and Emily in their living room, and and David and Rooster are chasing each other around the coffee table, and he just stops, and he gets this completely dazed look in his eyes, and he starts spewing from both ends all over Emily's favorite rug. A whole day's worth of kibble, ground beef, and pepperoni treats. I was mortified. 
You haven't got anything to be embarrassed about with Emily and Tom. They live with a literal barn animal. But was Rooster all right? Did you have to take him to the vet? Yeah. With the show coming up the next morning, we didn't want to take any chances. Jenna stayed behind to help Emily and Tom clean up while I took him over to Scott Fisher's place. And what did Scott say? Nothing seemed to be immediately wrong with him, but he did throw up another time while we were at the office. So he gave our boy some homeopathic medicine and said he thought he'd be fine, but he did tell me it was probably best if Rooster stayed overnight for observation and sat out at the dog show. Oh, Shannon, I'm so sorry to hear that. I'm sure you and Jenna were disappointed you couldn't enter him into the competition. I mean, it was a bummer, but I'm not like one of those crazy dog parents that's actually trying to get him into the Eastminster dog show. I just knew we'd be in town and I thought it'd be funny to see how we'd do. I'm glad you had a good head on your shoulders about it then. Hey, there's always next year. Yeah, but then I went back to Tom and Emily's place and gave Jenna the news. She was a lot more broken up about it than I thought she'd be. Which is where my guilt starts to creep in. Because Tom and Emily, bless their hearts, they jumped right into crisis mode, told us we could still enter the show in Rooster's name with David in a dog costume. (laughs) You, You can't be serious. Dead serious. Tom immediately started showing us all the tricks he could do, even ran down to the basement and dragged up a little obstacle course he'd made for him during their last staycation. And Father, as ridiculous as it was, I could see how much Jenna lit up when she saw him run that track. I could see how the hope came back into her eyes, and I said, screw it, what else have we got to lose? And nobody stopped you when you showed up with a 200-pound pig instead of rooster? There were some raised eyebrows when we went to the sign in, but Emily had done a great job working up a shaggy little costume for him and one of Rooster's extra collars. Plus, her dad was one of the judges that day, so even though I could tell they wanted to turn us away, she gave him a quick call and he waved us right through. It isn't the most orthodox solution I've ever heard for a problem, but, I mean, why are you feeling guilty about it? It seems to me like you still got to have the day you wanted while your own pup took the time he needed to rest. No harm, no foul. I mean, I guess not, but but I didn't expect him to do as well as he did. (laughs) Everybody loved David. The cheers he got after every single trick he did. Get this, he can do a handstand. After every single command he obeyed, the audience was like a hundred times louder than they were for any of the actual dogs. I can't say I'm surprised to hear that. He really is one impressive pig. He really, really is. It's just, we all had a lot of fun that day with him. But I feel bad for poor Rooster, all cooped up in a kennel with unfamiliar sights and sounds and without his favorite security stuffy Reginald. I'm glad we still got to participate, for Jenna's sake, if not my own. But it just doesn't feel right. Especially because now that the day is over and Scott's given Rooster the all clear, we can't even let him compete in the second day of the show tomorrow. We've got to stick with David and finish what we already started. I understand why you'd be disappointed that you had to be away from your dog for the day. Trust me, I know how easy it is to develop a fierce bond and loyalty with a pet. I'm allergic to dander myself, but I had this bearded dragon growing up that I would have done anything for. I even used to feed him live crickets out of my mouth, you know. But I digress. 
you were just doing the best you could to take care of him, to make sure he lives a nice long life and has plenty more chances to compete in the Salty Dog Show. If you ask me, that's just good parenting. And besides, now he's got a chance to cheer you on from the sidelines. I'm sure he's going to be just fine. You think so? I know so. Thanks, Father. I really appreciate you taking the time to talk with me about this. Anytime, Shannon. And hey, if you're still in town once Rooster's feeling better, you, your dad, and Jenna should bring him over so we can play Fetch in the Park. (laughs) I'd love that. Now, this would normally be the part of the night where I introduce you to our next confessor, give you a bit of their backstory, you know, either with Father Ben or the greater St. Patrick's community, but I have never seen this woman before in my life. I'm just as excited to meet her as you are. Let's see what she's got to say. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been two weeks since my last confession. You know, I pride myself on knowing each member of this flock, and your voice escapes me. Tell me, is this your first time with us? You caught me. My name is Eileen Sandler, and no, I'm not related to the water boy. (laughs) Trust me, I wish I was, too. I'm typically a member of St. Anthony's and Joseph's over in Endicott, but I'm in town this weekend, and I couldn't wait to get this off my chest. Look, we all know that confession is typically done under the condition of anonymity, but we thought getting that introduction out of the way at the beginning would be best for everyone involved, ourselves included. So do us a favor and suspend your disbelief, okay? It's very nice to meet you, Eileen. I'm Father Ben. How can I help you unburden yourself? I'm in town for the Salty Dog Central New York Canine Dog Show and- Are you kidding? Another one? What was that? Oh, uh, nothing, nothing. Uh, I just thought that your name sounded familiar. That doesn't surprise me one bit. Are you a big fan of the show dog circuit? Yes. (laughs) That's why. Well, then you know how competitive things get around here. We've got a lot of good handlers in our modest little corner of the country. Myself, I'm happy to say being chief among them. You may know this already but I've entered this particular competition with five different best-in-show dogs in as many years. You have five dogs? Twelve. But the others aren't quite ready for their time on the stage just yet. That's very kind of you to open up your home to that many wayward souls. Wayward? What do you think, I traffic in the kind of much you can find at the Humane Society? I wouldn't be caught dead. Every single one of my babies is purebred. Still, it takes a special kind of person to care for that many innocent and defenseless critters. This year, I decided it was high time I give Genevieve her time in the spotlight. You see, she's a magnificent Irish wolfhound, four years of age, with the most striking blue eyes you've ever seen. She's a natural bird dog, the best friend you can have when on the hunt for some local pheasant. That is very impressive. It is indeed. We've worked long and hard to get her as far as we have, but Once I arrived yesterday for the Meet the Dogs event, my heart sank. And why is that? (sighs) Two words. Augustus Martin. Uh, is that one of the other trainers? (laughs) No, not at all. He's another one of the dogs in the show. He actually belongs to Clara Martin. I think she's a bell ringer here. In fact, she's the reason I know of your modest little parish in the first place. Yes, I am quite familiar with Clara. 
So then you know how absolutely ruthless she can be when it comes to any sort of competition. <sighs> that does sound like her. You see, the bell ringer and I, we have what my mother would call a healthy rivalry. Although if you ask my father, he'd probably say that she was my dreaded nemesis. I take it this isn't the first time your dogs are coming up against each other in the salty dog? Far from it. She's competed with Gus for as long as I've been in the circuit. And while I may have had this distinct honor of taking home the silver for the last five years in a row, she's always right on my tail and gives me a run for my money. Quite literally. Oh? Do the two of you have some kind of bet going? Not quite. Can you elaborate for me? It's just... I am confident in my ability as a trainer. I've been doing this for over half my life, and I am just now seeing the kind of success that I need to level up and enter the big leagues of the Eastminster Dog Show. And Genevieve, I really think she could be my ticket there, but with Clara and Augustus Martin, they're just so damn good. I have no idea how she's gotten him to learn the kind of talents that she has. But I mean, I needed some kind of leg up on him, didn't I? I'm still a bit lost here, Eileen. One of the regular judges in the competition and I, we have a bit of an understanding. And that understanding is? Well, we both share a mutual disdain for the bell ringer and that regal dog of hers. So we found a way to take care of the problem. I think I'm still missing something. Is whatever the two of you are doing Violent in nature? Goodness, no. Thank God for small favors. What I was trying to say, Father, is that we have a financial understanding. I give him small, unmarked cash gift, and, well, he takes that into consideration when tailing his scores for each of the dogs in the competition, paying particularly special attention to Augustus. And you've come to realize that bribery is a sin, that the kind of emotional damage you and this judge have done to our dear Clara is finally too much, and you'd like to see the error of your ways? <laughs> of course not. The bell ringer does just fine, thank you very much. Third place is nothing to sneeze at. No, I'm feeling guilty about Genevieve. She's worked so hard this last year, and every time I pass along that envelope to the judge's little sausage fingers... <sighs> I feel like part of me is admitting that my babies aren't actually good enough to be seen on the world stage. Eileen, taking away the fact that what you're doing has a serious amount of questionable legality, and taking away the fact that you're removing the true spirit of competition from the equation, it sounds to me like what's really bothering you is your own lack of self-confidence as a trainer. I never said that. No, but you didn't have to. What you've told me today is that you've spent your entire history as the first runner-up of the Salty Dog Central New York Canine Expo cheating your way in order to get that honor. Because you see what kind of real, honest, hard work your competition is putting in, and you're afraid that you won't measure up. Now, I'm no dog judge, but from the way you talk about your animals, I have a feeling that this anxiety isn't entirely founded, don't you? I suppose you're right. And while it's probably too late to get your bribe back, I do think it would be a good idea to get in touch with this judge before tomorrow's activities and ask him to call off the grift. Give your Genevieve a real chance at showing you what kind of trainer you actually are for once. I... I don't think I'll be doing that. <laughs> you won't? No! I've come this far already! The Eastminster is calling our names, and I will stop at nothing to achieve this lifelong dream. Uh, then I'm afraid you're 
going to have to say an Our Father for every nickel you paid that judge. That's just fine, Father. I'll fire him off while I'm counting sheep and rest easy tonight now that I've gotten that off my chest. I'm glad one of us will. You have a nice night now. Uh, You too. Boy, I was so frustrated listening to that that I couldn't help but think, come on, Eileen, be better. Get it, Father? Get back to narrating, Adam. (laughs) Yes, your holiness. Priests, I tell you. You try to have a little fun, but they're always just acting so holier than thou. Adam. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right, okay, sorry. Anyway, it's time for our finale, our final sinner. It's one day later, and now entering the confessional, we have a real St. Patrick's fixture. Local county judge and recent divorcee, Joe Walters. Now I wonder how he fits into this whole salty dog mess. Forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. It's been... Two years since my last confession. And before you get all excited, yes, it's me, Justice Walters. Hi, Joe. Glad to hear you back in the confessional. In fact, I have to say it's been a long time since I've seen you at all inside these church walls. I've been going to a church where I feel a bit more welcome these days. I understand, Joe. I'm sure it's been a challenging year with a divorce, and it can't be very comfortable running into your ex-wife. Yes, yes. Well, why don't we save that for another episode? Beg your pardon? Listen, I only came to St. Patrick's because of timing. I just finished up a little side job I've been doing this weekend. Well, it's, it's actually more of a hobby. You have got to be kidding me. You see, I'm a judge. At this event nearby, the... The Salty Dog Central New York Canine Expo. Yes, the SDCNYCE, you know it. (laughs) I've only learned about it in the past few days, but for an expo of honest creatures, it sure seems to have produced a good number of sinners. Yes, well, the noble breed is the perfect companion for man, as they need our darkness as we need their light. It's really a remarkable relationship between man and canine, one I find is off oversimplified into fetch and giving treats or horrible anthropomorphic manifestations like Goofy and Pluto. What have you come to confess today? Yes, yes, sorry. Uh, Nothing gets me yammering on quite like a dog show season. I'm afraid I've been dishonest. Old habits die hard, I guess. What? No, 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 nothing like that. Uh, My unfaithfulness is a thing of the past. I hope so. You see, as a judge of a dog show, there's a certain level of... Honor, prestige, that comes with that title. And of course, 
a weight of responsibility to do what's right. And yet, I found myself making a grave error I am ashamed of. You took a bribe? What? Yes, of course I did. I'm a judge at a dog show. (laughs) (laughs) I have to take bribes. That's part of the honor of the title. It's not so dissimilar from a priest. People give their tithes to you to make sure they get to the promised land. Whoa, that's not how it works anymore. But for us, instead of the promised land, it's a place in the Eastminster Dog Show. So if you're not here to confess to bribery, then... Well, in a way, I am. My guilt is coming from ignoring the financial bribery I received in favor of... (sighs) Familial bribery. What is familial bribery? When pride in your daughter transcends any number of $10 bills that were slipped into your hand at Bugler's Bagels. How many $10 bills was it? In this case, one. I've been known to get up to three on on different occasions. There was no agility course this year, so those folks bring the real cheddar. So you were going to throw the entire thing for $10? It's a best dog competition, Father. All dogs are the best. How do you... How do you expect anyone to choose? Thankfully, there's a nice capitalist system for making an arbitrary decision like this. It's... It's just when it goes wrong that I feel guilty. So what happened? David happened. (laughs) David the pig? The very one. My daughter's beautiful swine. (laughs) I remember idly looking at the names on the list, noticing Shannon Thompson there. She's an old friend of Emily's, and I felt bad that she likely didn't know the score and would lose out on Eastminster. Oh, really? Yes, and then I got the text from Emily right before the first event yesterday. Dad, can you help my friend Shannon? Her dog is sick, so she's trying to enter David as a hunting breed. And I take it you helped her? Of course. At the time, I thought, who cares? It's just a lark. It'll be a novelty for the crowd, and nobody would expect him to win. I even walked down and saw the silly ham snorting away. He was covered in what I believe was a bunch of mop heads in an attempt to make him look like one of those commander dogs. (laughs) Sounds like a real sight. (laughs) It was. And for the first little while, I thought that's all it'd be. Until I got to witness his grace. David's? Yes. But in a way, I do think the Lord's grace shone through the pig that day. He did a run around and displayed some commands and looked elegant. There was an uncanniness to it, given he's a pig, but in a way that made every moment seem all the more powerful. I knew pigs were intelligent, but to move like that, like he was floating on air. Sounds impressive. It was. And to be honest, after seeing it, I I saw my daughter's smile in the crowd as her friend jumped up and down with the pig, and I just... 
I blacked out. I went through the motions, the rest of my judgments, and, and, and when I looked at my scorecard for all the other dogs, I had just written David in block letters <laughs> over all of them. Okay, so what did you do? Well, like I said, it's a dog show. I knew the most important tens to get on the scorecard were the ones you handed to the judge. And yet, I couldn't decide what to do. Which brought me to this afternoon, where we announced the winners. And then... We got all the dogs on the stage for one final observation. David seemed to have maybe eaten a couple of his mop heads because he was that much more clearly a pig today. And did that help you decide what to do? <laughs> I'd be damned if that didn't just make him more charming. Sitting there all bright pink, smiling and snorting next to these furballs. So, what happened? I had settled on giving the prize to Eileen, but looked back at David. <sighs> Sweet David. <laughs> and maybe 20 feet behind him, my darling daughter Emily. Her idiot husband Tom was there too, but that's besides the point. I just remember flipping from Eileen to David and back again until my head was spinning. Sounds stressful. It was. So much so, in fact, I completely froze up. When the, when the host asked for my judgment, I merely stood there, stammering. People started looking around at each other, and then that fool bell ringer started berating poor Shannon about how it's reprehensible and against nature to enter a pig into a dog show. Seeing that jolted me out of my stupor, but the first words out of my mouth were accidentally a retort where I shouted... Clara! What? I accidentally said Clara. I, I meant to reprimand her for insulting my grand pig, but then the crowd went crazy. I don't know what happened. Wait, so what happened, Joe? The damned mob started applauding and crowning her and her dog before I had a chance to clarify things. The next moment, she was giving a speech about the nobility of the wolfhound, and Eileen was staring daggers at me, and I just looked over at my family. How'd they seem? They were laughing and hugging Shannon like nothing had happened. They thought it was all a funny joke. They'd never expected to win in the first place. That's good then. They got to leave happy and it sounds like Clara was a deserving enough winner. Your logic about being a dog show judge is perplexing, but it doesn't seem like an altogether bad outcome. It's just... I like to think I'm honorable. You just confessed to accepting bribes for a dog competition. Which, as we've established, is very honorable in context. <laughs> then how are you not? I had this responsibility to use my power for good. The good of $10? or the good of my family, and despite it tearing me up inside, I did neither. Okay. So you see, I just, I want to confess to my failings. As a father, as a judge, and as an acceptor of bribes. <laughs> Joe, I, I don't think, uh, what? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Never mind. 
I accept your request for forgiveness, and I grant it to you. <laughs> really? <laughs> I expected more of a fight on this one. I... I just don't have any bark left in me there, Justice Walters. Just do some penance for me, okay? What this time? You seem to know a lot about dog training. Try to engage your family about that with David. Clearly, he's a talent, and it's a way to make some amends and even find common ground with Tom. Now, my swag bag did come with some training toys that I have no use for. See? A perfect solution. Now, let's say the act of contrition so I can go to bed and pretend that this weekend never happened. Sounds like a plan, Father. And that's all for this year's Salty Dog Central New York Canine Expo. Or at least that's the last Father Ben will hear about it for now. How are you feeling about the way things played out? I, for one, think that David was robbed. I mean, a pig that can juggle? How do you beat that? Thank you all for joining us this evening at St. Patrick's. We hope you'll come back sometime. You're always welcome. Forgive Me is a Rogue Dialogue production. This episode was written and directed by Jack Barone and Bob Raimunda, who you met before. Here's our cast. Adam Raimunda as Adam Raimunda. Oh, that's me! Hey! We've got Casey Callahan as Father Ben, the one and only. Emily Elizabeth as Clara Martin. And that's not even usually who plays her. And then we've got uh, Natasha White as Shannon Thompson. In their first time back since season one. Mo Moshadi as Eileen Sandler. A new face that we will definitely be seeing again in the confessional. And Michael Larkin as Joe Walters. Who's much less of a hard ass than the character he plays. Thank you so much. If you liked what you heard tonight, we've got tons of episodes out there, so just subscribe to Forgive Me on any of the podcast players. We appreciate it. We love you. Thank you so much. Thank you all so much for listening to this live episode. Season three and all of its wonderful bonus episodes of Forgive Me would not have been the same without our executive producer, Curtis DeBrell Jr. Find out what we're up to by following at Forgive Me Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Want to keep up to date with what's happening at Rogue Dialogue over the next year? Follow the link in our show notes to sign up for Bob's weekly newsletter, Bobby's Snacks, where they do a recap of all of the fiction podcasts they've listened to, as well as offer behind-the-scenes info about production on Forgive Me, Windfall, and beyond. That's it for now. We'll be back next month with our first ever St. Patrick's St. Patrick's Day special. Bye. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Are you emotionally exhausted? 
Do you have strong feelings about authoritarian power structures? Have you ever stared up at the night sky and felt tiny and alone? If so, ask your doctor about Wolf 359, the award-winning sci-fi audio fiction podcast by Kinda Evil Genius Productions. Side effects may include strange genetic experiments, unreliable AI systems, the potential discovery of alien life, and toothpaste. Find Wolf 359 wherever you listen to podcasts and visit wolf359.fm to learn more.